season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful, and welcome back to another episode of Eagles Talk with Deeg. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated if you can rate the podcast. You can review the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. That would also be greatly appreciated. I have to let you know about our two sponsors today before we get started. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, want you to shave your pubes with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers. The brand-new Lawnmower 4.0, only the GOAT technology for the greatest balls of all time. When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them, so join the movement with our exclusive offer. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. Take your ball defense to the promised land with Manscaped. Their podcast is also sponsored by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also uses also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use the positive code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, for a 100% welcome bonus of the $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, D-O-I-N-K, DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool and bet responsibly. And I'm joined, or happy to be joined, by my friend, Thomas Peterson, my man. How are you doing today? I am doing perfect. I, I like st- still haven't gotten down from Clyde, uh, Cloud Nine <laughs> of that win. I mean, we talked about it. We thought it could happen, and it actually did. I mean, the vibe is so good in Eagles in Eagles I, Nation right now. I never understood the Falcons' favorite. Like, I never got it. I, I the Eagles were, in my opinion, from pound for pound, the better roster. Like, I wasn't like this wasn't coming from a homer side of me. I, I was one hundred percent convinced they were going to win that ball game. I just thought they had the better roster. They obviously dominated the line of scrimmages, and that's. That's kind of why they won, right? They, exactly. they won that line of scrimmage battle. Like we we talked about that before the game. Like we like we're saying, like this 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 roster should be better, but like there's so many unknowns, and they, and we talked about the coaching staff, and clearly the the Eagles' uh, offensive and defensive coaching staff put together a better game plan and adjusted much better at, like during the game. Yeah, exactly. So why don't we jump in? So you did three film reviews on your YouTube channel, Breaking the Birds. If you haven't go, if you haven't watched them yet, please go watch them. Thomas is the best in the business at doing what he does, breaking down film. And he did for three. I love it, <laughs> I got to plug you in there, my man. And he did three <laughs> offensive players that I thought were very interesting. I'm sure Eagles fans will find it interesting as well. He did Jalen Hurts, Jordan Mailata, and Devonta Smith. Why don't we start with the quarterback, the man Jalen Hurts. Thomas, when you were breaking down his film, what stood out to you? Yeah. Uh, so, so those those three guys are the are the highlights, right? Those are the three guys we want to we want to be watching first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts uh, played really good football um, in this game. 
and and while I was watching the game, like when I'm watching it live, uh, I thought he did even better. And then I turned on the tape afterwards, and naturally you find some things down the field that like okay, maybe this is something you can work on uh, moving forward. Uh, while doing the Jalen Hurts film, I also looked at some of the concepts that, that uh, Nick Sirianni have the Eagles running. And I was really, uh, really appreciative of, of the ideas that he's thrown out there. Like, I'm, I was so sick last year of watching all those all curls, these slant flats, easy uh, concepts all throughout last year. And what we're seeing now is we're seeing like in, in spread formation to one side, we're seeing switch and to the other side, we're seeing crossers. So it becomes like a, a like a switch play to one side where you have deep options, perfect against zone coverage, which the Falcons, you know, uh, they just happen to run that a lot. So good job for, for Sirianni to, you know, to, to predicting that and doing something out there that was good. Um, and then the other side, you have the, you have the, the, uh, the crossers coming over, right? So you, you sort of create like a levels concept in those same concepts so like everything just gelled together really nicely um jalen hurts overall did a did a good job uh of um of reading his keys you could really tell that that he had he had a plan on on most of these plays of which defender to key on uh, and i think overall he 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 did a he did a really good job now there were some some occasions where he missed some guys deep down the field um and like we can put that into two categories one of those are the easy throws there are a couple of occasions where he scrambled out the pocket where Devonte smith does a tremendous job um of um of having like scramble rules so usually like when you're a receiver you have a route that you're that you're going to run and then for every single play you have rules when you're scrambling and that is like you know say all right we want to work to the sidelines on the scrambles or we want to work back to the quarterback or you're going to say like, we want some of you guys to, to work deep so that 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 varies from team to team um but but Devontae did a really good job of setting his guy uh, like the guys in in coverage on him uh, sending separation to them and presenting an opportunity for Jalen Hurts that he like accidentally like or, or as you say unfortunately two times he missed Devonte Smith deep where one of them there is a clear route for a touchdown where Devonte does a really good job of staying to the sideline um, and one of them he misses him on um, on the sidelines for what would have been a first down where Jalen Hurts I mean he gets five to six yards and in my breakdown as well I. I um, I, I put this situation into contact, uh, context, like both of the times, one of them, he scrambles for a first down. Like you can't really complain about that, right? That's what you want from your quarterback. You want him to move mm -hmm. the chains. So if he's uncomfortable making the throw, get, take the yards right in front of you, get the first down and then continue the drive afterwards. So you, I can't really be mad at him, but it's something that he can work on moving forward. And you also like, he, he goes back after this game, he turns on the tape and he see Devante, uh, sees Devante Smith wide open on those plays. Like, okay, maybe I should keep my, uh, my eyes down the field a little bit more watching for like, where is Devante when I'm coming on, on these scrambles? One of the times mm -hmm. he did, he, he, he did actually throw it. It's batted, unfortunately, but I mean, just to say that, um, it's not like this is the um, like th this is the the one truth about it. I mean, on on some some occasions he he actually looks up and he tries to to, to get it down the field. So the a couple other, things. Oh, right. sorry. Go on. Go on. Go on. Keep going. Uh, so th so the other the other missed throws are are um or missed throws or missed missed reads where there are there are um, opportunities in the concept. Um, which um, like you could dictate it if you see what defense they're running. So like there, there's an occasion where they're running a cover two and they're running like an underneath shallow with the, uh, with the tight end and the running back and a deep shallow um, uh, and uh, an underneath crossing. So a shallow cross and a deep cross. And in the deep crossing, one of the, um, 
one of the deep crosses is going to be picked up by the three-hole defender in cover two, and the other guy is right in between uh, the two uh, two deep zones. And so, if you're Jalen Hurts, you can gun that in there, uh, and you're like he's getting pressured a little bit to the uh, to the edges, but he steps up well in um, well into the pocket. But then he flushes out instead of just looking down the field, he flushes out a little bit. Um, so, so you could tell that he was he was in a little bit of a run happy mode to get out of the pocket, but mostly it was relevant, and I, I was really impressed by his ability to to extend plays, move out the pocket, and the throws in the run. My God, that throw to to Dallas Goddard in oh, the end zone, so throwing him open. I watched it like a thousand times. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> I that was a beautiful throw. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and talk forever yeah. about Jalen Hurts, but overall, really impressed by him. There are some things on tape that you can work on. There has to be that. It's his fifth NFL start. I think yeah. he had total command of the offense, and everything moved fluently, and a lot of, like, the penalties were not on him, so I think he did a good job. A couple of things I want to add. So, I thought Actually, I'll save that one for the last one. I'll look at big picture at the end. So the two kind of like zone, zoom, uh, zoned in kind of takeaways from him I saw was he's such a smooth runner. Like he he's so just like fluent with his legs. Like he escapes the pocket so easily. Like he he doesn't he's not chaotic. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't really yeah, the is, right word to explain it. No, it's like he's word. not like he's not running all over the place. When he, when he escapes the pocket, he escapes the pocket. Knows where he's going. Yeah, like, it's controlled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he's not like like it's not like Lamar Jackson or like like Patrick Mahomes, friends of the guys running all over the place. Like he's not like that. Like he knows where he's going when he's running, and I was really impressed by that. And that's a good way. And in, in the two minute drill, like the way he commanded that two minute drill was brilliant. Like that was beautiful. It, it was. I haven't. You never saw that last year from Carson Wentz. Like I, I'm sorry to compare it to him, but like it, it was just it was something I haven't seen in a while from Eagles quarterback. Like the way he was able to just like 144 off on the clock, just bring it right down the field. Like Nick Sirianni had all three timeouts. Like he didn't. There wasn't any waste of timeouts during the game. It was just a brilliant, well done two minute drill by John Hurts. And kind of that I also big, think. Excuse me to break it. Like I also yeah. think Sirianni called a lot of good plays for him yes. he called a lot of easy chain moving plays where <laughs> like where like like we, we talked about you want to put Jalen Hurts in a position to succeed early and get him in a rhythm get him in yeah. a flow and I think Sirianni did a really good job of that and the other thing that I noticed in this is kind of big picture is he's improved like you can tell from let's say yeah. from last year to this year like he's it looks like a different quarterback like he looks smarter. It looks like he's taken in all the knowledge that the, this this Eagles coaching staff has given him like he looks better like I don't, I don't know how else. Like it sounds like a really weird thing to like, just kind of a blanket thing to say. But he just looks like a better quarterback. Like he, yeah. he looks like a different guy. It looks like he's improved, and that's what you want to see from a first year quarterback to a second year quarterback. So that that's kind of the that's kind of my big picture. Jalen Hurts take. All right, let's move on to Jordan Mailata. This is this was my favorite breakdown that you did. Love watching <laughs> this one. This guy, man, he had some big hits in this one, especially on the Jalen Rager touchdown. Um, and um, in general, would you uh, would you notice from Jordan Mailata? I noticed. You talked about um, visual improvement from Jalen Hurts. That is the key when watching Jordan Malata against the Falcons. He did things from a technique standpoint that I I didn't see from him last season. Um, he utilized a lot more when when defenders bull rush him. They tend to do that a lot because he is as big as he is. But he he also like and the consequence of that is that he plays a little bit high, and his feet sometimes gets a little bit tangled. Um, and, and so that, 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 that puts him in, um, sort of unbalanced situation at times, uh, uh, uh position at times and what he's doing this year, what he did against, uh, against the Falcons, I think five, six, seven times is that when they get very bendy, when they get too low on him, instead of trying to regain his balance, 
to counter the bull rush, he's just pushing them down. So you see all these major punches that he's putting on guys. Um, so like when he's helping out the guard on a three tech defensive tackle, like him and punch, you we we've seen how strong he is. So when he's pushing down on a defensive end or a stand-up outside linebacker who's who's um, who's rushing, they go to the turf, and they did that um, as well against them. Um, uh, against the, the Falcons. The other thing is when they commit to the outside a lot, when you're playing against wide nine, <clears throat> the tricky part um, is is keeping a leverage on the uh, on the rusher so that the inside uh, so that the inside doesn't become vulnerable. Because if you set up too deep, they're just going to chop inside. Boom. Uh, there you go. You gave up the pressure. Uh, I think Malata one. He did a really good job of maintaining leverage, so he could always work to the inside if the uh, if the end uh, like crashed inside. But when they did commit fully to the outside, he sort of like we saw like um, the perfect example is Lane Johnson against Von Miller, right? Where he gives him a shove to the outside, and Von Miller does this crazy spin, like where he just goes down. Uh, the same thing goes here for for John Malata. He's punching them to the outside, so he knows, right? They're not going to go on the counter move to the inside. I have them exactly where I want them. Now I can just use my big Australian buddy to just to, like, to just manhandle them down uh, upfield as they're rushing for the quarterback. So that was really good to see. And then he has a little bit more hip explosion. He he works better from getting low to high. So he he transfers so much power um, into like last year. It was very much like it was more punches. Against Atlanta, it was more uh, it was more powerful um, powerful hand placement, and then the transition from the hips there to to fully maintain balance of the guy. Because if you're like if you're only punching them, you're leap, you're, you're a little bit susceptible that they're just going to uh, speed move outside afterwards, and then you get beaten, especially run blocks. On this rep here, uh, Ken Gainwell touchdown this is the perfect example where he gets his his hand squarely uh, on the chest of the uh, of the um, of the wide nine guy. And he just he moves him. He he sort of like lifts him up in the air as if he was Devontae Smith catching a touchdown. <laughs> um, but I mean, there there are so many good plays from Mylotta. There's still a couple of times mm -hmm. where he gets a little bit out of balance, but it was it was it was less times than than usual on an average basis. Um, a few times where he doesn't plant his his um, um, his left leg when he's taking on the rushers, and so he gets a little bit out of balance. He's much more comfortable when they're in a, when the um, ends are in a five technique, because then he doesn't have to move as much, and he can just you know use his big body to just manhandle them off the line. Mm -hmm. So he, I, I can't wait to watch him again, Bosa and and D Ford if he plays, yeah. uh, and, and those guys from San Francisco, and that's a real test for him. And I think yeah. he's going to do well. I really do. Yeah, so we'll talk about that matchup later on. Why don't we move on to Devonta Smith quickly? What did you see from the rookie? Uh, he, had, he had a big day, and it looked like him and Hurts had a connection early on. He had a connection early on, and like I said with Jalen Hurts, he presented himself on, on multiple occasions that we didn't get to see on the on the game film. Um, what we did see from him, uh, which was very encouraging, is his it was his ability to to find space in zone and really understand like when you're coming when you're coming on a cross sit, where do you sit if there's a three hole defender and where do you sit if there's a hoot to curl defender? And that is the difference. Like if you're in cover two or cover three, he did that really well, and he found space nicely in between. Uh, in, in between the zones of, of the guys. And that was I mean, that, that was great to see because we know he can beat press. We know he is good against man coverage. He will shake defenders 
if they're in playing man coverage from him. So to see him go into those zones where where you're you're well positioned to make the catch and you take a big hit. He took a couple of licks in this game and he just got up and he kept moving. He was a tremendous blocker in this game. Like so so many guys been talking about how small he is and he just goes out there in his first NFL game. He's one of the best blocking receivers in uh in, in week one. He seals off DBs on like it was a Miles Sanders outside zone run where he gets to the sideline where Devontae sees that he seals off his guy to the inside, have him turn 90 degrees after initiating contact with him and he and and that leaves a lane from our sanders down the sideline so overall really good performance by Devonte smith he had a, um, a slant against uh, fabian monroe that was that was really good that was textbook mm-hmm. it was tight coverage uh hurts unfortunately put it a little bit behind him so fabian's hand gets in on the ball but but it's good to see from smith um to get that separation and could have easily worked for uh for a first down that was the only pass he did not catch on his seven targets he uh he had that there was that one stretch where I think they, they completed three passes in a row to each other. Uh four. Smith. Four, yeah. And it was it was really cool to see Devonta Smith kind of just find pockets in the zone. Like you could exactly. just tell you could just tell how smart he is. Like you can tell he just kind of been there, done that receiver. He's only a rookie, which is crazy to think about. And you brought up the run blocking. Second highest graded run blocker in the NFL last week was the 166 pound receiver that everyone thought was too skinny to play in the league. So I think you yep. shut up some critics with that one all right if you haven't make sure to go check out thomas's uh film breakdowns you also you just dropped him with kenny gainwell i believe right i did i yeah. did um watch kenny gainwell block and i was like i have to watch this guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice i love it so make sure to go check out those videos on thomas Pearson's breaking the birds youtube channel all right any last takes from week one the only thing i have to say kind of my my last take from week one is i think I think we kind of maybe need to take a step back because I also think the Falcons played a really bad game. So, like, when I watched it over again, uh, Arthur Smith made a bunch of blunders. Like, I don't get why he didn't go for it in the first drive, like, kicking the field goal. Like, I, I, I just think they, they outcoached him, they outplayed them, and it was great. But I also do think the Falcons' bad game had a lot to do with it. But um, mm-hmm. not, I'm not taking anything away. But that was just kind of my, my – when I watched it the second time, I realized, wow, the Falcons really did – didn't uh, didn't put their best performance forward. Right. I think my my last uh, my last takeaway I want to mention is Isaac Samalo has stepped up big time. Yep. He was what the best pass blocking guard. Best pass blocking guard, yeah. but for PFF, they give him a low run uh, run block grade on. A, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly why because when when I turn on the tape, he put he put a bunch of guys. Uh, way out of position. He had a couple of key blocks. I know PFF does do this uh, this key block metric sometimes, and and I, I would assume that he had, he had scored highly on that. Regardless, I think he he moved really well. He put uh, he put a ton of uh, good reps out there against Grady Jarrett, which was mm-hmm. like a good revenge thing to see from him after getting whooped in 2019. So let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers, a game that I will be Woo-hoo! attending. Flying into Philly and for approximately four hours. Cannot wait, Thomas. Man, uh, my flight leaves six ten in the morning on Sunday. On Saturday, we'll be landing Perfect in time. Philly around yeah twelve o'clock. Cannot wait. So Philadelphia. If you have anything you want me to do on Saturday, we're looking for something to do on Saturday. DM me. Send me some suggestions. If you're listening to this and uh, you're going to be in Philly on Saturday, we're beers. looking for something to do. Exactly. Oh, there will be plenty of beers. Drink I'm sure on the weekend. But yeah, I cannot wait. I will be in section two thirty two of that game. But why don't we break it down? I think there's three key matchups. I think we brought the same matchups from last game. Um, why don't we start with our wide receivers first, their defensive backs. I think this is the matchup where the Eagles have the most or have the best advantage, if that makes sense. Like I, I the Fortnite secondary 
is banged up to say the least. Like Jason Brett, who was their number one corner going into this into the season, and he probably shouldn't have been. Like they were relying on him to kind of take another step forward from when he did last year, and he's out. Uh, if you take a look, kind of down the list here of of their secondary, it, it's kind of ugly. You got you got Dante Johnson, who was on the practice squad before last game. Uh, mm-hmm. You have Emmanuel Mosley, who's hurt. I believe I don't even know if he's going to be playing. You have Diamador Lenoir as a rookie. Uh, you have Josh Norman, who I don't even know if he's going to end up playing. Kwan Williams, like I'm thinking, I was looking at like some PFF grades. I know PFF grades you have to take with a grain of salt sometimes, but. Like Diamande Lenoir was 67th. Diamador Lenoir, sorry, great name, by the way. 67th out of, of cornerbacks. K1 Williams was 71st. Um, Deontay Johnson was 45th. So like this, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of mismatches here. And I think Nick Sirianni can be licking his chops this week, kind of setting up some schemes for his wide receivers to beat the secondary. Yeah, I think he can. Also yeah. important to, to to notice, like Emmanuel mostly. You probably haven't heard of him, but but he yeah. is he is one of their key depth pieces right now. He's not practicing, mm-hmm. so so even though, like the guys they have on the roster, they have some old guys as well, right? Didn't they sign George Norman and uh, Drake yeah. Patrick as well? So Drake so, Patrick, I believe, is signed. I don't know if he's going to be playing. Though. I'm not sure either. Yeah. And these guys are new to the system. But that's uh, why. That's like, why when I was going through this, I don't, I didn't yeah. really know who to kind of slot as their starters. It, I'm exactly. assuming Diomedor Lenoir is going to get one side of the ball. He did. He did start last week, so. And I'm just, and he's healthy, so I'm assuming he's going to start. Probably. But the other corner spots kind of a toss up. It could be Jake Patrick, it could be Josh Norman, it could be K1 Williams. There's kind of it's all up in the air. So I I'm glad we're on the same boat there because I couldn't figure out who was going to be there starting second. Uh, exactly, other and, quarterback. Dante Johnson, it, it, like you mentioned him, he's a veteran, but but like he's had a pretty so-so career. Like he hasn't mm-hmm. really stood out at any point in his career. So don't don't really see that happening now. And the, like in the other back end, like at their safety position, they have uh, Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Ward. Mm-hmm. They're a couple of experienced dudes, but and like Ward had a couple of good seasons, but they're they're not the guys that are gonna dictate that secondary. They're, those no. aren't guys you're afraid of going to. So it, like a lot of it is gonna is gonna come down to to how much will the the san francisco defensive line and 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 you know they they have good linebackers i'm well i mean uh i just heard i just saw drake drake uh, greenlow had a had a procedure he's not going to play he had a pick six against the lions yeah, he's he not had a touchdown playing. Week. yeah um so it's uh, but still like fred warner is no joke and their their front guys are are very good but uh they i don't i'm not sure they can compensate for the uh for for this secondary um so i think I think the speed of the Eagles offense and the way that Nick Sirianni did a really good job of getting the ball into the, to the hands of his players like that, that would match up very well yep. with the, um, with, um, you know, eliminating the pass rush and using Jalen Hurts' mobility and using the quick, uh, uh, the quick game that they that that they mostly used against the Falcons as well. I don't think this is the, the, the week we're necessarily going to see more um, deep shots. Deep shots, or yeah. like in lack of a better word, like advanced passing. If you know yeah. what I mean, like we're not going to see more intermediate stuff, uh, like than we saw against Atlanta. We're going to see it, of course, but I don't think it's going to be this week where they roll out the entire playbook of deep shots and all that. Because I Agreed. simply think they want to get the ball away from this defensive line and that their speed guys work, and, and they haven't they have an athletic O line to do so. Expect you remember they started with three screen passes last week. I'm assuming they're probably going to start with 
a bunch of screen passes to start early. To, like you said, to kind of exactly. throw down that defensive line. Yeah, this is the matchup. Like, it, this is the matchup they gotta win. They gotta get open. Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, Kez Watkins. Like, if they're gonna if they're gonna win this game, this is it. Like, they, I couldn't I couldn't find a bigger mismatch in general. Like, the other two matchups we're gonna talk about, I think they're pretty even. Like, this is a mismatch. This is where the Eagles can take advantage of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So next one we got on deck is our O line versus their defensive line. I think this is going to be the most interesting matchup of the of the game. Uh, you got overall the, the the Lions like they did pretty well against the four, the 49ers pass rush. Like they threw the ball fifty seven times. Like think about they're that. also behind. Yeah, right? exactly. oh, thirty seven well, like, ten or something. Yeah, they only they but they threw the ball fifty seven times and they only had three sacks. Like so, it's not like the 49ers' D line was dominating. Like they, they had a ton of pressure, though. They had, like they, they had a million hurries. They did, yes. But again, fifty-seven passes. So right. like you're gonna get, you're gonna get yours if you throw the ball fifty-seven times. I I just think like I I know the 49ers have a lot of talent on the D line. Like if, of course they got Nick Bosa and whatnot. It's just like I, I think this is kind of an even matchup. Like I, I think this is kind of two two uh, Goliaths colliding here. I think um, I think the 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 way I would look at this is the Lions' offensive line is really not impressive. I, I think, like frankly, there there are a bunch of guys there who are either new or bad. Um, so so the, I, I'm not sure. I'm like I'm I'm with you there. I don't think it's too impressive what the 49ers offensive uh, what the um, what the defensive line did. Now, naturally, Bosa was really good. He was one of the best. Um, uh, one of the best pass rushers of, of last week, um, DJ Jones, who I believe is is filling in for um, uh, Javon uh, Kinlaw as he isn't playing. He did a pretty good job. Um, but there's like also here, Eric Armstead didn't practice today as well. I think D Ford also has a thing lingering. He also had a sack um, in that game. They're pretty deep on their defensive line though. Like D like D Ford, Eric Armstead, DJ Jones, maybe Javon Kinlaw, Bosa. They have a bunch of guys there who who are really good pass rushers. But I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that the Eagles' offensive line. It, it, I'm not sure why they shouldn't win this matchup. Yeah, agreed. Like D Ford, Eric Garmstead, and, and Nick Bosa, scary. But like, so is Fletch, or sorry, so is Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and Brandon Brooks. Right, my lotto. Like you know what I mean? Like, like I think they have kind of they have an answer for anything that the Four Niners can throw at them, and it's going to be up to Nick Sirianni to kind of like. Kind of take away this pass rush. Uh, this like this is the most interesting matchup. This is what I'm going to be focusing on. This is kind of this is where the game may be won or lost here. Um, and I, I think the Eagles have just as good a shot as the 49ers do to kind of win that one. All right, last one. Our D line versus their O line. Now this is going to be a tougher matchup than the Falcons guys. This is the 49ers. The offensive line is pretty darn good. They finished third pretty in pass block. Good. They yep. finished third in pass block win rate last um and. Uh, last uh, last week in, in the NFL, the Eagles, of course, were second. 49ers were third, or third, sorry. So, like, this is not the Falcons' offensive line. Now, it's not to say that they're not going to be able to get theirs and they're not going to be able to get pressure, but I think they're going to have to be more creative. I think you're going to see a lot more stunts. I think you're going to see Jonathan Gannon kind of dip into his kind of more playbook, and then you're not, you're not kind of our guy's going to beat your guy one-on-one. I think they're going to have to create some pressure elsewhere. Like, the left side of the offensive line for the uh, for the 49ers is pretty darn good. Like, you got Tomlinson and uh, Trent Williams. So, I, I just think this is going to be a tougher matchup. Not to say the Eagles can't win it, but it's not the Falcons' offensive line. Left side is good, like yeah. you said. That, that's also what I came away with. But also, the as good as the left side is, the as shaky I think the right side is, and the, the, I think you can go after that pretty hard because um, McGlinchey hasn't been a very good pass blocker in, in his early career or in his young career so far. 
Uh, Alex Mack is 36. Like he's okay. Like, and he's probably still above average, but he, he isn't the d- same dominating center as he's been before. Uh, Daniel Brunskill, isn't it the guy who's in right guard? Am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> he was, uh, he was, I have to go double check the dub chair. He's, I looked at it this he's morning. terrible in pass protection last <laughs> year, like downright terrible. So, so I think there, there's some, there's some pretty good opportunities to that, to that right side of the offense, uh, of the Daniel offense Brunskill. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and remember, um, Trent Williams, who who was he's a, he's still one of the most dominating left tackles in the league. Yeah, yeah, he's the worst last year, right? You he, remember he had that? The worst game of his career uh, last year against yeah, Derek Burnett, Burnett and, and dominated Josh him. and Josh Sweat as well. Both yeah. Josh Sweat and Derek Burnett got sacks on him. Uh, uh, Josh Sweat absolutely moved him on, on the um, wasn't it? Was it a Duke Riley um, interception they it had was, last it was. year? I believe it was. Yes, Josh Sweat absolutely mm-hmm. obliterated Trent Williams on that uh, on that rep. So it it is definitely the the strength of uh, of the um, of the offensive and defensive line of the 49ers. That is their offensive line. That is really good. They only allow two hurries, but also the way Shanahan schemes their offense. Like he loves play action. He loves to get his quarterbacks out the pocket and do this play action rollout, quick dump off to uh, to his tight ends, do like a quick dump off to 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 Debo Samuel coming across the middle. Um, so th- it's a good offensive line, but I also think Shanahan does a real good job of scheming these guys so they look good. Yep, and I- I'm happy you brought up to the Trent Williams. I completely forgot about that Barnett, uh, Josh Wickham. And you know that's in their minds. Like, you know that he's looking for revenge. So it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I think, like, the trenches is going to be so much fun to watch. Like, it's going to be – like you, you both both sides both teams are good on both sides of the ball in the trenches, so that's going to be where the game is going to be won and lost. All right, Thomas, prediction time. Uh, let's go. <laughs> so I think the Eagles are three and a half point fate um underdogs as of right now. I'm assuming it will be three by kickoff. I'm assuming there'll be a lot of late money on Philly. Do you want to do a spread prediction or do you want to do a just straight up money line prediction here? I will go. Uh, I'll go straight up money line prediction. Are you taking the birds? I'm taking the birds because I think the link is going to be freaking rocking. 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 I think there's going to be such an exciting uh, atmosphere. And the loss last year is in the minds of some of these 49ers players. I think the the energy on this team is is really high. I think they're going to carry the momentum. I think the, the offensive line is going to have a really good game. And I think Nick Sirianni is going to feature the running backs a lot more in this one. And he's going to feature the uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz more in like a tight end screen game. He's got to get the ball out quickly. They're going to be moving the ball. Burt's win, 27-20. 27-20. Okay, I like it. I like, I didn't want to be the homework guy early on this season. I know I'm kind of jumping off. Like we're still happy up week one. I, I'm not. If you know me, I'm not like the guy that always praises them and always picks them to win. But I'm following you on this one. Like I went down this matchup today, and like I'm with it. Like I think the Eagles have a great shot of winning this game. Like I think I think that secondary for the 49ers is going to be a huge issue. Like I they don't have a lot of talent there. The Eagles out talent them across the board in the secondary. I, I'm. I think this is going to be a little more high scoring. I'm going 34 to 30. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this one. But I, Thomas, I'm with you, man. I think they start off two and zero, and I think they go two and zero into Monday Night Football against the Cowboys for going to be one of the bigger Eagles games that we've All seen right. in a long time. I want to bring up one point that I was thinking about. I forgot this. Um, the Lions secondary. Do Do you know who plays in that secondary? I do. Outside of Jeffrey. Uh, I think Okuda would be the only name I know. You, you're, 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 
You're going to tell me guys, and, I, and I'd think you'd be making them up. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you a single one of them, but I, I will tell you that I believe that Steven Nelson and Darius Slay are much more up to the challenge of, of covering Debo Samuel. And when you cover Debo Samuel, the rest of the guys you have is some guy called Sherfield, who has apparently taken snaps from Brandon Ayuk because he's okay. been bad in training camp. Then you have Mohamed Sanu. And the way that 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 um, that um, Jonathan Gannon played defense uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, where he's he's lining up in in this five two, where he's hammering three defensive linemen, and then Patrick Johnson and then Josh Wett or Derek Barnett are on the line. That creates a lot of versatility because they they shut down the Atlanta Falcons uh, play action game. You know, last season was so frustrating. Every time uh, a team would would go play action rollout, you'd always have a guy open in in the um, in the flat. They did a really good job of that against uh, against Atlanta. They couldn't really get that going. So if they can shut down that part of the 49ers element, and you can have uh, uh you have two competent quarterbacks, uh, cornerbacks who can play on Debo Samuel, I think you have a really good uh, matchup. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. And look, I don't think this 49ers offense is giving like there's not much to be scared of. Like I know they have Jimmy. Like I know the run game. Like everyone hypes up the uh, the uh, Kyle Shanahan run attack, but like. The running backs are going with like Elijah Mitchell. Like they don't have a lot of talent well. in the backfield. Well. Yeah, yeah, he played well, yes, but again, like it's Elijah Mitchell. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not right, they're not going right. up against prime Adrian Peterson. Like I, I think, like again, I, I think they just, I think there's a lot more talent on this Eagles team than, than the national media gives them, and and I think this is a good matchup for them. And I and I'm with you. I think the Eagles do start two and all. All right, thanks so much for tuning in. As Tom experience and Outbreak the Birds, anything you want to plug in or anything you want the listeners to take a look at before you go? <laughs> I think you plugged in way enough from that yeah. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. All right. Well, you'll be back next Thursday, breaking next Thursday, breaking on the 49ers game, previewing the Dallas Cowboys Monday night game. I will be back next Tuesday with Bo Wolf of the Athletic, kind of re- re- uh, reviewing this game uh, against the 49ers. No double dunk podcast on Monday because I will be flying back from Philly, and we'll talk to you later.